is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Here we are on a Tuesday game week. It's finally here. We've got a football game that we're going to talk about. Cowboys take on the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday night football to open up the season. That game will be at the new SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. I'm Louis Scruggs. This is the Players' Lounge. All right, I'm a longtime Cowboys beat reporter here, but the guys who know what they're talking about, former players Danny McRae, Barry Church. All right, fellas, to quote Jason Garrett, how are we doing, guys? <laughs> That's how we gonna start things off, Nui. Yeah? We go. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing, shout, man. Shout out to JG, man. It's 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 just another day, man. It's just I'm doing good. It's just another day in the books. All right, McCray, McCray, a little delayed there. We'll, oh. we'll get McCray rolling here. A uh, lot of topics to get to. First off, I want to make sure everybody understands now. The Players' Lounge has switched. 2.30 is our time, okay? So Monday through Friday for the rest of the season, 2.30 p.m. Central Time, that's when you can get a hold of me, Barry, Danny, doing our thing right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. So Players' Lounge, 2.30, book it, learn it, live it, know it. And also, don't forget, you can catch replays of the show. Go to the website, DallasCowboys.com, or check the Cowboy Twitter page right there so you can go ahead and, and check um, if you miss anything. Like today, I, I missed Nate Newton and those guys talking, so went back there, was uh, running some errands this morning, bam, popped it on here, and I was listening to it. So Derek Ingleton and Amber Garcia and, and Nick Eatman, so went on the Twitter page and, and, and got to listen to their show. So don't forget, if you don't hit us at 2.30, you can always catch us on the replay. That's very important, Barry Church, these days, man. Because you know how things can get away. You got kids, and you can't always hit certain things at a certain time, but you can catch up with it on your own time. You know what I mean? Oh, that's, that's, a, that's always in the church household. I mean, the kids got us running around left and right. If I miss out on one of my shows, I always get to hit the DVR and replay it. So they can do the same thing here with the Players' Lounge, me, you, Danny getting after it. So uh, they'd be a sad press if they missed this uh, episode. All right, uh, we're going to try and get uh, McCray's sound back when we can here. Um, technical difficulties. Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Game week, Los Angeles Rams here. Barry, my big concern is your area of expertise, and that's the Cowboys secondary. They are not 100%. Jerry Jones did say today on 105.3 The Fam that he expected Xavier Woods to be there. Uh, Jordan Lewis, we don't know. Mike Nolan was kind of, he didn't give us much. McCarthy never gives us anything. But I do want to play, this is some sound from Mike Nolan yesterday, the Cowboys defensive coordinator. And here he is talking about his injuries to the secondary and, and what he's comfortable with going into this game week from the Rams. Here's Mike Nolan. Uh, well, there's still some questions uh, unanswered today, uh, but they'll be answered by the end of the week. Um, but I believe we'll get uh, we'll get a, you know we'll get a few of the guys back. Um, but it has been a little bit of a struggle along the way. We had you know had had to move some guys around, but I think in the end it actually will help us because we had an opportunity to play some guys at some different positions that that uh, we were hoping to when we started out, but not really knowing if we'd be given the chance. And as it turned out, we were. But. Uh, um, Again, the, the, as the week goes along, we'll, we'll make some decisions as far as, you know, who's going to actually line up where when the game begins. Oh, 
Okay, so Church, take me through the coach speak of what Mike Nolan said. Break that down for me in terms of what we should expect and how healthy are guys right now, in your opinion? Well, well, in my opinion, from uh, hearing Coach talk right there, it's basically he's saying that um, what they have in their secondary is a couple of soft, uh, soft injury tissue injuries. It doesn't seem like it's uh, big catastrophic injuries that'll have these guys out for a long period of time. But what he is saying is that this first game, there might be some guys in positions that you aren't accustomed to seeing. I mean, they drafted Robinson as a corner, and he might mess around and play safety this or the safety this Sunday. So uh, he's saying that there's a couple injuries here and there, but with the flex they have in their secondary, a lot of those guys can play multiple positions: safety, corner, and nickel. That they'll be able they'll be able to work out just fine, I believe. But the concern for me is if they do not get Jordan Lewis back in this lineup. I know we have Anthony Brown in there but I just think Jordan Lewis is their best guy in the secondary right now. He's a short tackler at that nickel. He's great in the run support, and he can blitz as well. And his greatest attribute is getting the football and taking the ball away. So I'm kind of worried about that if he's not able to play this Sunday. But from the sounds of it, it sounds like he could be a questionable decision going into it. Hopefully he's able to go because this secondary will need him going forward. McCray, do we have you back, baby? I, I sure hope so. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. We can hear you. Well, yeah, well, just to piggyback off what Church said, that Jordan Lewis uh, injury to me is, is, is a really big issue because if I think back to last year, I think one of his best games was against the Rams. I think he ran around the field and, and, and covered pretty much anybody that was in that slot area and made some big plays. And uh, they will need him uh, this game for that. And like Church said, we'll be seeing some guys play some positions that they hadn't played before, but putting faith in the, in the defensive coordinator to call some plays that will still have those guys doing the, the things that they normally do, right? So you'll call it cover one and have a guy still covering versus having a cornerback coming down and trying to fill the A, a B, or C gap. So, you know, just putting trust in him and, and hoping that he has, has a true plan if he has to go to some guys that aren't used to playing safety or playing corner and, and he has some in, in the works for them to be successful. Okay. Um just based on what we've seen so far, who guards Robert Woods? Who's checking Robert Woods? Who's checking Cooper Cup? And who's checking the rookie, Van Jefferson, who they're very high on out in Los Angeles? Uh, for me, I'm, I mean, if Jordan Lewis is healthy, I'm putting him on Cooper Cup in the slot. Because uh, Cooper Cup, I mean, that's where he did a lot of his damage last year was in the slot, being able to take advantage of nickels or safeties or linebackers in zone. So I'm putting Jordan Lewis on Cooper Cup. The, the rookie receiver you're talking about out there and um, who the Rams are very high on, if, if Tavon Diggs cracks this starting lineup, I'm throwing him on him all day. I mean, Tavon Diggs is long. He can run with anybody. He's great in press demand and man coverage. So if I'm, if I'm putting anybody on him, I'm putting him on there and say, rookie, have a nice day. Lock him down. The rest, of the, the rest of the guys, I think, can be Robert Woods and their tight end. Higby, I think, can be easily locked down. So those two are the main ones that concern me. But um, I think we have the talent and the secondary to be able to contain all of that. Ooh, I gotta go opposite of you on that one, man. I, I gotta, okay. I gotta, okay. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put our best corner player on Robert Woods, and this is specifically because I don't believe in Jared Goff to be able to go through his reads and, and get to the third receiver. So if you lock down Robert Woods, you take away Cooper Cup, he's gonna have a hard time getting that third read, especially with what we expect to see from our defensive line uh, this year. He should not have enough time to get to that third read, lock down the first two, and what we've seen from Jared Goff is he either throw it to you or he'll take a sack. And that is exactly what we need for this game. 
Let me ask you guys this as former players. Do you take any account of what happened last year when these two teams played out at Jerry World, December 15th? It was a 44-21 Cowboy drubbing of the Rams. Dan. Uh, absolutely not. The, the, the only thing that you take into account is who the quarterback is. The, the, the game is the game, and, and last year is last year. And even from this, this season, game two, whoever you play for the, for the uh, division in the first game, they will not be the same team in the second game. So you can barely even look to what happened in, in, in within your division. So you definitely can't look to what happened last year. These teams will be totally different. They might come in with totally different schemes, totally different uh, personnel. So I wouldn't bank on any of that. Um, for me, I... I got to disagree with you a little bit there, Danny. I think um, this, this uh, going from last year, they blew this team out. I forget what you said the score was, 42 to something, but they blew this team out. And um, I think that that's why I think this is a must win for this Cowboys organization. I mean, you got a new coaching staff coming in. You got all this hyped up talent coming in on offense, on defense. You added a couple guy pieces here and there. So I think this is a must win for the confidence boost. Now, if you go out there and you lose against an L.A. team that lost Gurley, had offensive line troubles. I mean, they got two receivers out there, Cup and Robert Woods, but none of those guys are blowing off the top of your defense. Now, if you go out there and lose that game, I think that's an extreme, extreme confidence deflator for the uh, season coming up so I just think this is a must win which I do think they'll blow this team out by the way I, well, I, well, I think it's a must win but do you think that they can look at what they were able to accomplish last year and kind of put some work into that this year and say since we blew them out last year we, we probably we probably should do the same thing this year Nah, just because, you know, I mean, they're coming in with a, a totally different new scheme, new coaches and stuff. So I guess they can't really build upon what they did last year. But I know for sure they better not go out there and lose on Sunday night to that, to that L.A. <laughs> yeah, team. I, I know say, that for sure. I would say if, that, if that's the case, if, you know, whenever we play the Jets, they could just look back and be like, look, we, we could beat the Cowboys because we, we put the work in on them last year or, or the year, whatever year we played them previous. <laughs> that's true. This so, is true. So, Church, that final was 44-21. I mm. went back and just checking the stats here. Todd Gurley had 11 carries for just 20 yards in that game. Tyler Higby, the tight end, had 12 catches, 111 yards in the game. Brandon Cooks, four catches, 46 yards. Cooper Cup, six catches, 41 yards. And uh, Robert Woods had four catches for 17 yards in that football game. So the defense did pretty well. Dak Prescott in that game with two touchdown passes. Tony Pollard and Zeke both went over 100 yards. Tony, 131 on the ground and a touchdown on 12 carries. Zeke with 24 carries, 117 yards and two touchdowns. And I bring this up from this standpoint. Remember how L.A. dragged the Cowboys in the playoffs, and they had two 100-yard rushers. And I felt like they hadn't forgot it, and that, and that game had happened you know, actually within that calendar year out at the L.A. Coliseum, and it was payback for the Cowboys. So that's why I just kind of wondered, is there any way we could kind of look at is there any flow, you know, carryover into this game from, from last year, just knowing that the Cowboys had not forgotten what happened to them in the playoffs, my opinion. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The, the Rams were not playing well last season, and the Cowboys actually weren't playing well either. So I just don't see that being the case. Okay. Especially, especially game one. I, I think this is this is a whole new, whole new thing. Everybody's washed all that away, and we'll get to see what these two teams are uh, week one. I, I don't think it'll be anything like it was last year, and I really don't think that it'll be payback or anything like that. They, they both teams know they didn't play well last year, and they're looking for a new first start. 
All right, so let's stay with the Cowboys secondary here. So the fact that they have injuries going on, the Cowboys decided to go bring back a familiar face. That's Brandon Carr, who once signed a $50 million contract with the Cowboys. And uh, he's, after leaving the Cowboys, they let him go. He went to Baltimore, and he's had a very good career. And it had a good career up there in Baltimore. But nobody picked him up. He's on their practice squad now. Here's Mike Nolan talking about the benefits and what he likes about having Brandon Carr in the Cowboy organization. Well, obviously he's an experienced uh, player. He's played both at the corner for a long time, but also at safety when he was at Baltimore. Um, so he's got some versatility. Uh, you know, we're trying to improve our depth on the back end, and, and I think he adds to that depth. So, uh, you know, like I said, his experience and versatility would be the two things I like the most. Church, so your thoughts. Brandon Carr, he's here. A lot of Cowboy fans upset. A lot of Cowboy fans upset they want Earl Thomas, but you've got Brandon Carr. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, I, you know, Cowboys fans, I mean, they, they get upset about a lot of things, but uh, this is one that they shouldn't be upset about. Um, this, is, this is a guy that's coming in, and he's the ultimate professional, and I'm talking about Brandon Carr. I mean, this guy, he hasn't, he hasn't missed a game since he entered the league. Um, this guy is durable, and he's, he, he's on and off the field. He's the ultimate professional. He goes out there and does what he has to do. He's not this, you know, rah-rah, screaming all over the type, place-type leader. He's a lead-by-example type guy. And um, this is a, a young secondary that can use that type of leadership going into each and every game. He can show you how to prepare for games. He can show you how to be a professional on and off the, on and off the field. So I think this is an extremely good pickup for the Cowboys. He's versatile, like they said. He can play safety and he can play corner and he's played nickel in Baltimore. So he can do all those things. He's durable and I just think this is an excellent pickup by the Cowboys. Yeah, same here. Same here. I just, um, I know a lot of people are, are like falling into the trap and thinking that he's going to be, you know, the like a strictly a safety. And just listening to Coach talk right there, I think that they're looking at him as corner and they're they're happy that he would be able to play safety as well, which kind of puts up a little red flag for me that, you know, they believe that they need a little corner help, especially with these uh, soft tissue injuries. But I've seen Brandon Carr play. I saw him play last year. I saw him play the year before. He still has a lot in the tank. And I wouldn't be surprised if he came in and took one of those starting cornerback jobs uh, sometime throughout the season. I just I, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, the way he goes about his business and just his technique is just flawless. So, I mean, he might not be the, the fastest 4-2 corner in the world, but his technique he allows him to stay on top of receivers by jamming them at the line. I mean, he, he knows all the tricks of the trade. So, like you said, D-Mac, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he came in here and cracked the starting lineup eventually during this season. Brandon Carr did a lot of winning when he was up there at Baltimore. Now, there is another player who's no longer with the Ravens that the Cowboys, especially Cowboy fans, have had interest in. We will let you hear what the defensive coordinator had to say about Earl Thomas. I'll tell you what Jerry Jones had to say about Earl Thomas today and also how Jerry Jones says the Mike McCarthy team will be different than a Jason Garrett-led Cowboys team. That's next right here on the Players' Lounge on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. 
Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. To the Players' Lounge. <laughs> players' Lounge here on a Tuesday. It is game week on, I mean, really, you guys, you guys are all mad about some chicken. I mean, really, you guys are chicken. We, this we talk about wing style. Right. I want to eat chicken wait. wings in my hotel room. <laughs> that's not, that's okay. not much to ask for. Okay. All right. You know what, McCray? McCray and Church, uh, if we ever can get together again and not have to be, you know, virtual here in the uh, SWBC Mortgage Studios, here, I will I will smoke some wings and I'll bring them up to you, okay? I'll throw them on my, yes. my big green egg that, that Tyron Smith helped me get, and I will bring some wings for you, and then we can, you know, you can you can have a smorgasbord on me as we do the Players' Lounge at 2.30, Monday through Friday right here on DallasCowboys.com. That good? That good? Nice. That's, that's, that's nice. It, 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 it don't count for you losing the bet, but that's nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm still going to pay your bet, okay? Don't worry about it. Okay, all right, cool. You. Make sure we're on the same page. That's all right. I, I, I know, I know. My Bose headphones hear you every time. Every every show, you got to talk about this bet that I lost. Every show, but that's okay. That's okay. Um now, Brandon Carr is in. Cowboy fans are mad. All they want to talk about is look at that catch he had against Odo Beckham Jr. They want Earl Thomas. I asked Mike <laughs> Nolan about Earl Thomas yesterday and listened to the response from the defensive coordinator. I have not had any conversations with uh, Jerry or, or any of them about it. Uh, you know, uh, when it becomes serious, then, then maybe there'll be a conversation. But uh, from as far as including me thus far, I have not. Okay, so he's not he's he's sitting here saying I hadn't talked to anybody at all. Now it seems to me, if Mike Nolan was really concerned about, hey man, I got issues with this defense back here. I can bring, we'll bring in a Pro Bowl guy, man. Let me go do that. He's not saying that at all. So Church, we had Jerry Jones today. Not totally shoot it down, but he's not sitting up here waving the flag for Earl Thomas either. Then we had Isaiah Stanback earlier on one of our podcasts, former Cowboys, say he expects Earl Thomas to be a Cowboy on Monday. So I'm going to start with you, Danny. Where is this Earl Thomas thing in your mind? I'm just confused on, you know, if he's going to pick up Earl Thomas, why not pick him up this Monday? 
I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't get that. I don't get that take, but you know, whatever. You don't have to guarantee a and salary. I, that's why, because you don't have to guarantee the salary. Yeah. If he's on the roster week one, you got to guarantee the whole the, the whole salary for the rest of the year. Yeah, but I, I, I still don't see it happening. You, you, you picked up Brandon Carr. <laughs> what you mean? You you're gonna do the he's same on the thing? He's gonna pick up, pick up a player. But Carr's on the practice squad, so if he doesn't play week one, then, up. then then he's okay. So so we Brandon Carr's on the practice. Mm-hmm. He's not on the active roster yet. Let me tell you this: Earl Thomas will not be a Cowboy on Monday. I, th- that is okay. that is almost a guarantee for me. And and number and, and okay, number so and so number two <laughs> and number two, I just don't think it's a fit. And I think Jerry Jones is being the showman that he always is. He he said he wouldn't take it off the table. I think this type of stuff, you know, he loves it. He thrives off this. So of course he's not going to let anybody know that he doesn't want Earl. He does. He wants that to be out there. He wants it always to be a possibility because the fans are going to continue talking about the Cowboys and Earl Thomas. Church? Mm. Uh, yeah, Earl Thomas will not be a Dallas Cowboy this season. I don't believe that at all. Um, but for me, what's more concerning is, I mean, both of these coaches, you got the head coach and you got the defensive coordinator saying, you know, basically we're not privy to these conversations. I mean, the head coach was talking about how, you know, hey, they, I haven't been brought in on this conversation yet, so I don't know anything about Earl Thomas. Then you got the Mike Nolan over here saying basically the same thing, saying, hey, I, I haven't been you know, included in any of those talks, so I'm not sure what's going on with there. So, I, you know, I just feel like it's kind of a, I don't know, do y'all see the same thing I'm seeing? It's just, it's, I, it's kind of discerning to me that, you know, these the coaches are saying, you know, hey, we're not privy to those conversations. You're the head coach of the football team. You're the defensive coordinator. I, you think you would have more input on that, but, I mean, that's just me. Church, I honestly, I honestly don't think anybody in the building is talking about Earl Thomas, <laughs> they just try not to give it away. That they that they that you know that they want to keep it up with uh, with Jerry and keep that thing out there, that mystery out there. But I don't think anybody is talking about Jerry. I mean uh, Earl Thomas. I don't think they're missing out on any conversation, especially being a new coaching staff. They don't want to start that type of culture. I hope not. So what you're saying? I, I just, so are you saying that Earl? Are you saying that Earl? The jury is just trying to keep this Earl talk alive to p- keep people interested in the Cowboys, or basically keep absolutely. the Cowboys name in people's mouth. Okay, all right, I like absolutely. that take. I like that take. When, has, when hasn't he done that? I mean, you, he is the ultimate businessman, so yeah, I like that take. <laughs> I like it. Is this like the Dez conversation when he sat up there and said that the combine he still dreamed in the shower about Dez, yep. and everybody ran with exactly. it? Exactly. It did exactly. Never, it never did anything with Dez. Nothing. How long have we been talking about Earl Thomas? Uh, Earl Thomas coming to the Cowboys <laughs> since last year when he changed JG. <laughs> it's been a minute. We got, we got the, this conversation has been going on for a long time, and this is exactly what he wants, and it makes sense. I mean, yes, you want your your team to be talked about more than any other team, and he accomplishes that every season. And, I mean, he, okay. and he's successful at it. He is. <laughs> All right, so, so so let me move on to this. Jerry Jones on his radio show today was asked what's going to be the difference and what's what, what's going to be the different deal you see about Mike McCarthy and, and, and the way he coaches his team. And he says that the Cowboys will be less predictable. Your thoughts, gentlemen? Mm, go ahead, Danny. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, Danny. Let me tell you something. Less predictable as in what? This is, as far as I know, they built this team when uh, Jason Garrett was here to be a running team. One of those teams that they line up, and the, when the defense lines up, they know what you're going to run power, you're going to run zone, and you're going to run counter. They built this team to be predictable, know that you was going to run it down their throat, 
and run it down their throat. And when when uh, when the Cowboys were doing that, it was oh yeah, great job. Da, da, da. Then we start seeing some injuries uh, on the O line, and you weren't able to get that running game started, so you couldn't really get your play action going. And then all of a sudden, it was like now nah, we too predictable. But when we were predictable and running it down people's throat, Zeke twenty times here, Demarco Murray twenty times there, everything was perfect. So. You can say what you want to about how it was in the past, but I know that's what the team was built on. We were not built to trick and dig anybody around, right? It was, okay, it was so, we're going to line up and we're going to power So, do you have anything about M- McCarthy and what Jerry had to say? Are you still going to go live in the past about what was? Can we talk about what will be? No, nah, listen, I, I, listen I, I, I knew where you were going with it. You, you, was, you was about to get on the bad, bash the old staff uh, thing, so I just want to make that clear. <laughs> now, listen, now, listen, hopefully – Hopefully, if, if the players thought that somebody was predictable, then, you know, uh, hopefully it's a little different. Maybe, Kellen Moore is still the offensive coordinator. So, I mean, it's still the same stuff from last year. This is not rocket science. Run the play. Let your best player get open <laughs> and make a play. Get out there and start looking like Boise State. You're going to embarrass yourself. So, hopefully they're not <laughs> too predictable. Hopefully, hopefully they're good at something. All right, Church. Uh I think, yeah, I think um, the, for the most part, I think those comments were, were related to the defense. I think um, offensively, uh, we know who we are. We're a team led by Dak, but we have an extremely great co-star in uh, Zeke Elliott who can run the ball 30, 40 times a game and be highly productive. So I think that, that part of it, the offense, I think that's just going to stay the same. I mean, it, I think we all know the engine of that offense is, you know, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. But um, defensively, I think um, when he was talking about being predictable, uh, I think that that was true. I mean, uh, with Mar- with Marinelli's defense, everything was out of the two shell. What I mean by two shell, everything was a two high safeties and two corners down low, and then we rocked and rolled from there, which means one safety came down at the snap of the ball pretty much every single time. So um, offenses started picking on that and uh, started picking us apart, you know, secondary-wise. So I think with this multiple look, um, scheme that uh, Nolan has going in. I think our defense will be a lot less predictable. You'll have a lot more um, or a lot more different players in different positions each snap, so you don't know who's coming and who's not coming. So I think um, being less predictable on the defense was uh, more what these comments were related to, but uh, hey, we'll see what happens this year. Let, let me warn you. Let me, let me warn y'all, all right, with this different looks on defense, all right? The last time we did this and we did not have a true offseason, the miscommunications and blown plays, the number, of the, the number of those that we had throughout that season was astronomical, all right? So I know we all excited about this, but I don't think he's going to take it too far. I, I, I hope he doesn't, but I, I don't think he will take it that far. We'll see. <laughs> be, safe, be safe, especially with some young guys. You got a new guy on the practice squad. Brandon Carter just came in who has to learn the, the playbook. You know, it's, it's cool to disguise and all that stuff, but make sure that, that everybody knows where they're supposed to be when the ball is snapped. Don't try to do too much. About, Danny, are you referencing a Rob Ryan defense? Absolutely. And, and it wasn't that oh. we, we just we just didn't I know we just didn't have enough time to learn it. It was all about disguise and, and, and attacking the deep, uh, the offense in certain ways based off what they did previously. We just didn't have enough time to get the defense in. OK. All right. Just checking. All right, so we got that. You didn't so like that, Church? What would you say now? You, you don't like the Rob Ryan defense? No, I, I thought Rob Ryan's defense was unbelievable. I just think we had too many injuries that year. I mean, we lost Sean <laughs> Lee. I mean, we lost a lot of people um, on the defensive side of the ball, and it just it just didn't work out the way I thought it could work out. But uh, I think Rob Ryan's defenses were always 
were always pretty dope when you look at them because you got different blitzes from everywhere. Quarterbacks are always kind of jacked up when they go in their three-step drop. So I thought his defense was great. He just, you know, fell on injury times, and he was in and out too quick. Your thoughts, gentlemen, on Sean Lee and Lel Collins, the right tackle, uh, being put on injured reserve. Sean Lee, longtime linebacker here. Uh, start with you, Church. Uh, well, first, uh, you know, Sean Lee, I mean, I got to feel bad for the guy. I mean, he uh, he only had, you know, one healthy season throughout his 11-year career so far. I mean, it's, it's tough that he's going to be on IR. Hopefully he's able to come back after these three weeks and uh, perform like he did last year. But uh, I think the big news here is on the injury to Lyle Collins. Um, Yes, they say he may be able to come back after the first three weeks, but this is a guy who, in my opinion, had the the best um, season last year as far as it comes to the offensive line. I think he should have made the Pro Bowl. I think he was a Pro Bowl snub. But um, this is a guy that's protecting the quarterback, and with him down, we've seen what happens in the past when our top offensive lineman goes down. I mean, look at what happened to Chaz Green when Tyron Smith went down. I mean, there was a six-sack parade in Atlanta that day. So um, with Lyle Collins being down, I know we have some guys that can fill those voids, but he's a, he has big shoes to fill, and I think he's our best offensive lineman. So hopefully he'll be able to get back sooner than later because we're going to miss him um, these first three weeks. Let yeah, me that, ask this question. Danny, let me jump in here on this because you, you brought something up here that was something that bugged me about the Cowboys and how they ran their offensive line um, under the last regime, which was they didn't help anybody. So Tyron Smith leaves the game. You put Chaz Green out there. With all due respect, everybody and their brother knows Chaz is not Tyron. So when you see they're just running around, Chaz, why not get the guy some help? And last year when Tyron missed a game, same thing as well. I said, hey, and they had Cam, they had Cam Fleming out there. I said, Tyron, why don't they help more? He says, that's just not what we do. In my opinion, you got, if you, when you got a guy who's putting up a Hall of Fame resume, was just named all decade, if he leaves the game, you got to go get some help for him. So if Lyle Collins, well, it's not if, he's going to miss this game, and if Cam Irving out there at right tackle struggles, fellas, don't you think they need to help him out a little bit? Do you think that Joe Philbin will run a different style of scheme versus just saying, hey, man, you tackles are out there on your own? Oh, yeah, without a doubt, I think they got to help him. I mean, we've seen, like like you said before, we've seen with Chaz Green where the drop-off was so amazing from Tyron Smith to Chaz Green that, I mean, there was no help for him. You could have had at least a running back come out there and chip him. You could have had the guard, you know, have a hand out there to help him tight out. Tight end. But they were just a tight end something. They were having their way with Chaz Green. And like you said last year, um, the same thing happened. So with this year coming up, Lyle missing these first three games for sure, I mean, I hope, I hope they come up with some type of scheme to to where if he is struggling out there, get a running back to chip on his way out to a route. Have a tight end give a chip on the way out to his route. Give him some type of help because you do not want a sack parade like Atlanta a couple years ago. Yeah, All right, uh, McCray, I, I interrupted you. Go ahead, McCray. No, no, you're good. Absolutely. Uh, listen, if, if they don't, then I don't, I don't know whose fault it is for not giving this right tackle help. You should automatically, in the game plan right now, know that they're going to attack him and have some plans for him. Be it Reed, I've put him in some in some situations where he has to make some decisions and slow him down. Like you said, chip him, read option him, do anything you can to slow him down. To even just give Chaz, I mean, to give him some some confidence over there on the right tackle. Like you don't want to go into the game and leave him out there by himself, and then you know it starts going bad, and all of a sudden he has no confidence. So hopefully this coaching staff does that different. That was Nanui. I will say this: I was absolutely wrong about L, uh, Leo Collins because I thought that he 
was going to be healthy enough to play and they were just taking it easy on us. So I was I was wrong with that one. But they made a mistake in that Atlanta game that cannot be made again because that was straight up embarrassing the way that they left him out there by itself. And, and, and they let a guy who's not known for sacking anybody wreck the whole game. So he Cam got paid Hunter, off of that one. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he did. He made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> the Pro Bowl right off that game there. Uh, so um, <laughs> we got to take another break here. Cam Irving will be the starting right tackle. He's He dealt with some injuries, too, during this training camp. Uh, Want to bring up two guys that I believe will be the first two to help Cam Irving if he has any issues at all against the Rams. Let's jump on this on the other side. Uh, you're listening to and watching the Players' Lounge on DallasCowboys.com radio. I'm Nui Scruggs. He's Barry Church and Danny McCray. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our tight cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit tightcleaners.com or your local store to sign up for tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets, plus tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigeen Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigeen Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigeen Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigeen Meats. Taste the difference. Back to the Players' Lounge. Players' Lounge right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Dog, uh, my phone just went out here. Yes, my, my phone just went out here. My phone just went out. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. back. Good. Let's get it. There it is. There it is. Phone just went down. We're like, boom, with the Bluetooth on me here. That's that's the the live part of of doing this show here. Uh, Church, do you uh, you like my fantasy football championship right over there? You see it? See it? I'm gonna I'm gonna for one. I'm gonna for one this year. You know, I ain't gonna come in last. I'll say that much. No, not last, but not first. (laughs) All right. What you gonna do with Fournette? What you gonna do with Fournette, man? Yeah, Danny, who are your running backs? You got Leonard Fournette. Who, who are you rolling out there? 
trying to win with Listen, me. listen. I got I, I had Zeke, I had Zeke and Leonard Fournette, but now I just picked up the guy that you got me from uh was it Washington? And I and I okay. and I, I mean I got the backup running back from um from Buffalo. Zach Moss? Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm okay. I'm all right. I got faith. Okay, yeah, you're gonna be all right. Zach Zach Moss yeah, is gonna faith. take care of you. Okay, Zach Moss yeah, is gonna I got, take I got you. Faith. If you go if you roll with Zeke and Zach Moss, you'll be okay. So okay. Listen, right. did, yeah, that, did, did you did you you heard who's going to get the goal line carries for Tampa though, right? Uh let me yeah, just say this. Until until that's, that's, I see that's it, let, let me see what happens when they play the Saints on Sunday. Until then, I'm just not gonna buy it just because just because Arians is saying it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Fournette's doing the right thing, trying to buddy up to Tom Brady. See all those photos <laughs> take with Tom right now. So oh, that is a man. smart thing to do. Hey, hey, look, Let that's me tell smart, you something. man. That's smart. If if Fournette breaks a 60-yard run, he's going to be playing in the game for more snaps than what Bruce Arians is talking about. He get out there and just start running over people crazy. He, he, he'll be playing more than Jones. I'm not he worried. Might, he, he said Ronald Jones, that's his guy right now. So he's, he's, he's going to roll with Ronald Jones. So we'll see. We'll see, man. Hey, thoughts yeah, and prayers, and, okay? And, and Jerry That's wants Dez back. He dreamed about him in the shower. So there's it's a lot of stuff the coaches say and well, owners say. Well, it, it, it's, well, it's not relevant. Uh, <laughs> well, 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 Jones is on the team. So we at least got that going on. The guy is on the team. When we took a break here uh-huh. on the players' lounge, I was speaking about Cam, Cam Irving being the starting right tackle for Collins and the, and the help he will get. And I'm thinking of the tight ends here. They brought in Blake Bell who's brand new, comes over from the world champion Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, free agent rookie Sean McCune of uh, Michigan. This kid, big kid, 6'5", 238. I'm looking at these two guys as possible guys who can help Cam Irving if he gets into any trouble against the Rams on Sunday. Your thoughts, Joe? Go ahead, D-Mac. Help him early. <laughs> I don't. I don't even want it to be a case where it's like get him in trouble. Help right. him early. Yes. 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 They they'll get out there and they'll help him and they'll start. Chip. I don't want them to start chipping after we give up two sacks or after he gets blown by a couple times. Start it off. Help him out. Give him some confidence. Let him know that we got his back, and then let put him out there one on one. You know, mix it up for him. I do not want them to go out there and say, "Hey, next man up, let's start off and see how it goes." And then if he needs some help, we'll give it to him. That, that, that's just not a good game plan. But I think those guys can help him. I think we will use them. I think Kellen Moore learned his lesson uh, from previous from previous play calling, and he will make sure that he has has his back this time. Yeah, you gotta sure. you gotta go out there and help him. You gotta help him early. I mean, you gotta have him chip even when they're in eleven personnel, and you know Blake Jarwin's gonna go out for a route. Um, you got to have him chipping. You know what I mean, you got to get his confidence up early in the game to where he's like, okay, I, I can block this guy. I can, I can do this. I mean, I'm just going from a, myself going into a game. We had to play my third year. We had to go against the Giants, and a back by the name of Brandon Jacobs was in the backfield. And this guy is like 6'4", <laughs> 256. I mean, this dude was a huge dude. He's an imposing guy. So when I'm going out there, I'm like, man, I got to have, you know, he's, he's an intimidating guy. So I'm thinking as a safety man, I got to meet this guy in the hole. I mean, I don't know. My confidence was kind of shook. But that first hit, when I got him low and brought him down, it got my confidence up. And I was no longer like, man, this dude is so imposing. I'm, I don't know what to do with him. So hopefully they can do that for um, Cam Irving out at the tackle position. Just get somebody to chip, get that confidence up and going. And uh, hopefully he can uh, withstand the whole uh, game. Make make Cam Irvin tell you that he doesn't need help. Do not make him ask you for help. <laughs> just, let's just, help, let's just help go that route. <laughs> yeah. No, make I, him I, tell I you, hey, coach, smart. coach, I got this on my own. I got this on my right. own. Y'all can go ahead and do what y'all got to do. I, th- I think that's smart. I love that. I love that idea there, uh, McCray. Let's talk about the roster here. Two undrafted free agents made this team. 
without OTAs, without many camps, they made the roster of running back Rico Dowdle and uh, the tight end we just spoke about from Michigan, uh, Sean McKeon, and uh, Rico was from, from South Carolina. So, gentlemen, your thoughts on those two guys making this team, a team that, that a lot of people say is one of the most talented rosters in the National Football League. I think it's huge. I think it's amazing. I mean, these two guys are undrafted rookies. There was no OTAs. There was no mini camp. And it was basically like an abbreviated training camp to where, I mean, most of the time when you're undrafted, you make all your bones or you make your, the, the coaches catch your eye when you're in OTAs or when you're in mini camp or when you're in early parts of training camp. And uh, for those guys to not have any of that and still, you know, beat out, you know, a lot of guys that were, you know, picked ahead of them or draft picks. I mean, it's it's a pretty amazing feat, man. And uh, hats goes off to those guys. Yeah, I mean, be, being a being an undrafted free agent, uh, I, I think that that is huge. And hats off to them. Only thing I would yeah. I, I would like them to know is it's just starting, fellas. Everything is even now. Who the, being a first pick uh, in, in the draft or a last pick in the draft, none of that stuff matters uh, now. It, it, it's even playing field. Go out there, make your plays, and get you some money like my boy B Church did. <laughs> speaking of speaking of money, uh, speaking of money, we saw DeAndre Hopkins get a two-year, $54.5 million deal with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, okay, I guess uh, that was money that Houston was not going to spend because Houston gave uh, Deshaun Watson four years and $160 million. So there's no way in the world they had $200 million, $204 million with these two guys. So I, I think Bill O'Brien, while being criticized, if that's the kind of money D-Hop wanted, I, I, I see why he left because they definitely had to pay Deshaun Watson the going rate, um, one of the top five quarterbacks, in my opinion, in the National Football League going today. But, Craig, your thoughts on that, man? Shout out to that man, man. Back that uh, Brinks truck up and unload his money. Congratulations to him, man. That's that's a big deal. I'm just trying to figure out who's next. Is, is Dak next? I mean, we you know we we just paid somebody a hundred million. We paid somebody else fifty. Somebody else seventy. Do we have enough? If, if Houston didn't have enough, can we get it done? Or is Dak gonna be up out of here? Pay Dak some money, man. He's just sitting here watching everybody get paid. And I saw that they asked Jerry a question about him getting paid. And Jerry said, I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the response he, to this. He, now, now, he also said, he also said they were going to get married and, they, and, and, and that, they, were, that they, they still plan on signing Dak Prescott. He if, said if that anybody, last year. I know, I know, I know, I know. I and they could have got him at a cheaper rate. Like, I know, I know, I know, man. I tell you, I tell you who did. I tell you who did play their hand right. Uh, Dax agent Todd Franks. I mean, he he wasn't with it when he when they said, you know, hey, how about this 34, yeah. 35, 36 million dollars a year? No, nah, we're not taking none of that. And he was right. He saw it. I mean, look at Watson. He's getting I think annually what around 38, 39 a year. I mean, and he's done. You know, I guess they're they're about on par with uh, Dak Prescott, what he's done so far in his career. So Todd France, I mean, he played an incredible hand, and now Dak Prescott's looking at, I'm thinking 40 plus. Got to be, got to be 40 plus. Well, well, you, it, it's four. It's a four-year extension. So Watson still has two years there. So it's going to take the number down a little bit. So right now it looks like 40, mm -hmm. but it comes down a little bit. Bottom line. Um, you know, if you're, if you're Dak Prescott and his agent, you feel real good that, hey, look, Watson got this. So Watson's been paid. Mahomes has been paid. Let's go ahead and get what we, we're going to get there. Uh, I, I, I feel that if you're Jerry Jones, 
you may want to ask Stephen, hey, uh, why didn't we get this done back in August? Because the prices have gone up for him. But I don't know. I mean, what else can I say? I mean, I'm going to lose the money to Barry Church about this. I thought it was getting done, man. I thought it was getting done. So I'm hopeful it gets done after the year. Jerry says that it is. So, so we'll see. But if you're Dak Prescott, you're happy because of what Watson has gotten and what Mahomes has gotten. And, and you know that, that life for you is going to be pretty good. You know, that, you know Dak's going to be able to make the rent. You know, he's going to be able to make the mortgage payment, you know. Listen, if y'all if y'all don't know that, that Dak is on a play and see season right now, there is no guarantee that Jerry Jones is going to pay uh, Dak. If, if the season doesn't go <laughs> as, as he plans and as he expects it to be with all the weapons that he has around him, there will not be a big contract. And if I was Dak and I had a, a, a big year, what Deshaun Watson made is not even in the realm of what I'm asking for because, one, he got drafted Ooh. in the first round. Y'all got me Y'all got me in the fourth. Pay me, pay me more to compensate for what I've done for you in the past, where the, the value that you got out of me for being a fourth-round pick, and for what I'm going to do in the future, and for making me and wait. It, I want all that. <laughs> yeah, and if you think about it, all the quarterbacks wow. he's been on, um, all the quarterbacks he's been on par with. We got the Wentz's, the Golfs, now the Watsons. They were all extended. They didn't have to work, wait till the end of their rookie deal to get um, to get the money. Dak had to wait all throughout his rookie deal, and now he's saying, "Look, y'all could have got this done. Y'all could have extended me then, but." Y'all waited too late now. So, you know, you got to pay what you got to pay. Okay, so what's the number? Right right now, as we're talking here, what, what's the number? You guys play Dak's agent. McCray, what's the number? 42. Wait, no, no. Today or after he has a great season? Because that's the only way he's getting paid if, if he has a great season. So we do it today, like right now, or if he goes just, and takes it to the NFC Championship or, or Super Bowl or something. Which one of them? Well, look, I mean, I go back to something I read in John Feinstein's book, uh, The Quarterback, and they were talking about Joe Flacco that year. He turned down money from the Ravens, said, I'll bet on myself, and he ended up going to the Super Bowl. Flacco said the one reason why he turned it down, because he said he felt like no matter what, somebody was going to pay him. Somebody was going to give him a contract because to be a star quarterback in this league. And if Dak Prescott has a season that's 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7, and seven, and the Cowboys had to miss the playoffs, there's going to be a team that goes out there and says, yes, we will sign you. The Chicago Bears know that Dak Prescott's better than anybody on their team as a quarterback. Okay, He's better than anybody on Jacksonville's team right now as a quarterback. So, so there's going to be some a, a market for Dak Prescott. So let's just at least but, establish that. But, and, and but, but let's that go. If market is at $32 million, it's going to be at 32 million. He's going to get that. But is it to, like? But once again, today if, are we talking today? As of y'all should have paid him. Deshaun Watson got paid. If they were able to pay him right now, based off what has happened, or this play it out season, he goes out here and he has, you know, he puts up godlike numbers and, and, and takes him to an NFC Championship or Super Bowl. He's he's looking at about forty five. Right now, he's looking at about forty. Forty five. Wow. Okay. Forty five. You oh, yeah. you win you win a Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. You win a Super Bowl this year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're looking at somewhere. Yeah. somewhere. They got to work it out somehow to where it'll be looking at. He can work it up to be 45, 45 mil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got, I mean, you got to. The man, I mean, he brings home, if he brings home the hardware, uh, I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind. Jerry will uh, write that check for him. No, you said it's a market. So, somebody's going to pay. Let, 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 let the Bears go 2-14. and 14. They looking for a quarterback to pay, all right? They got to choose between Dak Prescott, proven Super Bowl winner, or something, or and, and Trevor Lawrence possibly. And I'm not even sold on that guy, but I'm not. That's that's a conversation. Yeah, me either, but that's that. That's another day. That's another. <laughs> but let's also remember this, okay? 
he won't be able to just go to the free agent market because they still have one more franchise tag to, to play on if they want to. So franchise tag next year is, is, is 37 mil. So the Bears and other teams won't get a shot because it, Jerry is going to go ahead and at least say, nah, I'm going to do it one more time. And <laughs> well, I mean, he can try 60. it, but, but – <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking right, at sixty yeah, million a year after that. We're gonna get, right, yeah, so. we're gonna get, we're gonna get Kirk Cousins so. happening. He gonna we have cap, we have cap space for that. And then Chicago gonna pay him a hundred and whatever. <laughs> it's going yeah, to be. on a, a, a four year, and then he got another chance to get paid. This <laughs> this looks more and more like that's where it's going. He'll be the black Kirk Cousins with one of these unbelievably uh, short guaranteed. <laughs> old Ken Folk Kirk. Huh? So, so that, that may be it. All right, um, boy, time has flown by. I mean, we're now doing 45 minutes uh, instead of one hour. So every day, 2.30 Central Time, Players Lounge with Danny McRae, Barry Church, and me, Nui Scruggs. So make sure you tune us in. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Nui Scruggs. It's N-E-W-Y-S-C-R-U-G-G-S. It's N-E-W-Y-S-C-R-U-G-G-S. Uh, Church, tell them where they can find you at on social media. Uh, on, on Instagram and Twitter, that's uh, at BarryChurch42. And catch me at, at Danny DMAC44 on Twitter and Danny underscore McCray40 on Instagram. All right. We will dive more into this Rams matchup as the week goes on. I'll be very interested to see what this initial injury report is. Cowboys football, the season starts in Inglewood, California on Sunday, the first ever game play, played at SoFi Stadium as the Rams and the Cowboys get back at it. Cowboys. I'll tell you, I already put it in the Sunday paper for the Dallas Morning News. I predicted a 10-6 season, and the Cowboys win the East. 10-6? 10-6. Mm. Yes, a lot of people are saying 11. I said 10-6 because I still have some question marks about the secondary. If, if I felt better about the secondary, I could go with 11 wins, but I'm just going to say 10, 10-6 and six right there. Uh, Philly's got a couple issues too, but, but I believe in the team. You know, we'll dive more into that tomorrow on the Players' Lounge. Everybody, we appreciate you for checking out the Players' Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com right here on Dallas. Cowboys.com This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!